Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is your brain isn't actually gray. A lot of your brain is made up of gray matter, but it also has white matter, black matter, and red matter. The reason that we think brains are gray is because most of the time when you see brains, they've been treated with formaldehyde, which makes most things kind of gray. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. Today, we've got Rhonda Collier. Rhonda is pretty amazing. She's got 25 years of experience in high-tech product development in consumer electronics products. She's with Sweetwater HRV, a company that I've partnered with on the HRV Sense and the Food Sense applications that you can use to hack your biology. Rhonda's a definite biohacker. Her background is electrical engineering, and she does the systems thinking thing that biohackers do. And she looked at human nature and looked at the ways quantum physics and psychology are connected and looked at ways to help people break negative patterns and replace those patterns. And funny enough, she ended up working with heart rate variability. Who would have thought? So, Rhonda, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's not often that I get to talk to an electrical engineer who also has a background in holistic psychology and works with heart rate variability. And as I understand it, is wearing one of these cool stick-on patches that is wirelessly transmitting your heart rate? That's right. And more. That's pretty amazing. I can tell you, these are new patches that you can use to get your heart rate for 48 hours straight. The problem is you have to shave your chest, and I haven't really decided that I'm going to do that yet. So as soon as I get a spot cleared off there, I'm going to stick mine on my chest. Well, the silicone one should work for you. Okay. That should be okay. But the other one, don't, don't do it. <laughs> it. 
it's not very annoying to wear a polar heart rate monitor. Yeah. Which I do sometimes, like if I'm going to go on stage or for a day of meetings, just to track my stress level with HRV Sense. Uh, but the idea to be able to just effortlessly and without thinking about it, get your heart rate and your heart rate variability so you can look back and say, what happened to me over the last two days? Was I highly stressed? Was I less stressed? What lifestyle hacks can I make in order to improve my performance? Like That's cool. Right, and what lifestyle hacks have I been doing? Yeah, what do you do with it? Um, well, you learn about um, what's what you're doing that helps your stress. And so by tracking lots of things and then correlating that with um, some of your HRV numbers, then you can see, uh, oh, I'm doing these certain things and I'm stressed. And when I do these certain things, I'm not stressed. So... Um, some of the simple things that are available with HRV Sense now is the, the calendar. So you can go online and, and just at a glance look at all your sessions that are tagged and you can see that what you're doing, um, you can see what days of the week that you might be stressed all the time or what hours of the day or what things you might be doing that are showing up as red. And um, on the same note, you can see what you're doing that causes lower stress days or activities. Yeah. It's amazing to have that access, but what is stress from the way you define it as uh, someone with a background in psychology? Some is good, some is bad. Walk our listeners through what stress is and what it does. Okay. Um, well, stress is the way uh, HRV Sense uh, talks about it is an overactivation of what's called the sympathetic nervous system. Um, that's the fight or flight response that I think most people are familiar with. Um, and in modern day, we enter into fight or flight mode and then never come out of it. You know, back when fight or flight was required to save our lives, say from a saber-toothed tiger, it would help us run away. And then once the danger was over, we would basically actually tremble it off. You see dogs or animals that actually tremble it off. And then we'd move about our day. So that stored energy would be uh, dissipated. But in modern society, we carry around this stress that's from false danger. And then we never, ever shake it off. And so what that does is cause our sympathetic or fight or flight part of the nervous system to stay in overdrive. Okay. And so what HRV Sense is looking at is, um, I'll back up a little bit. We have the autonomic nervous system, which has two branches the sympathetic or fight or flight branch, and then the parasympathetic or rest and repair or rest and digest branch. And a healthy person has a really nice balance between these two, sort of a tug of war, if you will, to keep your body in equilibrium, okay? Keep your blood pressure stable, keep your heart rate stable, and so on. And so what we have really is a society of people that are uh, often in chronic fight or flight. And so that's the sort of the bad stress, okay? Um, when your HRV is low and your uh, fight or flight branch is overactive. Now there's also uh, what's known as eustress, if you will. It's good stress. And what we've learned about uh, the good stress is that while you may have a temporary, and this is important, a temporary overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system or fight or flight, you also have a very high HRV. So if you ever use HRV sense when you're in the zone and working, your HRV will just go crazy, okay? Even though you may have a little overactivation in the, uh, in the fight or flight part of the nervous system. And then that, by the way, will uh, balance out once you get out of that sort of good stress state. Okay. So for people listening, when you say HRV, you're talking about a change in the spacing between the heartbeats. Oh, right, right. So heart rate variability is the naturally occurring irregularity of a heartbeat. So if your heart beats at, let's say, 60 beats per minute, that doesn't mean it beats at one-second intervals. In fact, that would be really unhealthy. That would be like a no HRV. It actually beats in, say, 0.98 seconds, 1.02 seconds, 1.04 seconds, and so on, and averages out to one-second intervals, okay? So um, there's this naturally occurring uh, variability of the heart uh, beat intervals, okay? So that's, that's the general term of heart rate variability. And what causes it is 
the fight or flight branch of the nervous system, which speeds the heart up. And then the rest and repair branch of the nervous system that slows it down. And so that's where I was talking about this natural interplay between the two branches of the nervous system. That causes the heartbeat to, in a healthy person, constantly be speeding up and slowing down and speeding up and slowing down. This kind of relationship, this pattern is happening on a second by second basis where the body's stress, less stress, and that's what's causing these changes in the space between each heartbeat. Right, it's actually a beat per beat versus a second per second if you want to be technical here. Because you might be running fast and then your heart beats above once a second. That's Got right, it. that's right. That's okay. Right. So it's beat to beat, yeah. So for example, when you're lying down and you stand up, your, your, your blood pressure needs to equalize so your heart rate temporarily increases, okay? And then in a healthy person, once your blood pressure equalizes, it will decrease again, okay? Um, in someone with chronic stress, that decrease may be a lot slower, okay? And that's a, that's a physical representation of, of what low heart rate variability would, uh, would manifest, how it would manifest. So why would the average person sitting in their car listening to this podcast, uh, and there's probably 50,000 people or so listening to it this first week, why do they care much about their heart rate variability compared to all the other things? Why did you focus on it and why should someone who's not a pro athlete or some high performance entrepreneur care about this? Right, no, that's a great question. Um, basically, heart rate variability is a view into the nervous system, okay? And it is an indication of systemic health, not just stress, but you can see early indications of, of a systemic problem, um, like on early onset of heart disease will show up. Um, uh, for people who are diabetic, you can detect uh, onset of some of the comorbidity associated with diabetes. But for your 50,000 uh, users, stress is the weak link in the chain for all disease, okay? And so if you're gonna care about anything, you should care about your stress levels and the health of your nervous system because it feeds back into all your organs and all your body systems. And so a robust nervous system equals a robust health. And the issue with, and I wanna go back to the chronic stress and the chronic fight or flight, we get used to feeling that way, okay? And so we may feel relaxed while our sympathetic nervous system is in complete overdrive. And so what HRV Sense does is bring to awareness the true state of your nervous system and uh, ultimately give you a very, very um, tangible means to help uh, reduce stress, which is once again, the weak link of 90 to 95% of all disease. Stress, at least inappropriate, unhealthy, unrelenting stress. That's right. It, it wears you down. I'm one of those people who did have a highly overactive sympathetic nervous system, and I didn't know it at all. And mine probably came because I was born being choked by the the cord that was wrapped around my neck during birth. So if you come into the world and you think something is trying to choke you, it's not a conscious thought. No baby has conscious thoughts anyway. They have feelings and emotions. So my nervous system, uh, from a feeling perspective, thought there might be a threat like all the time, so be ready to fight. Yes. And that got locked in, and I didn't know it was locked in because I've always been that way. So around when I was 30, I started thinking, something's going on here, and I'm 40 now. And in the last years of biohacking, I've spent a lot of time looking at my heart rate variability because I realized I have zero clue of whether I'm stressed or not stressed, but I learned how to do that. And even now, I put HRV sense on and I just have it discreetly running on my iPad in a meeting and I'll look, and I'm like, hmm, where am I? And once I notice, I can consciously lower the stress. So while I've grown some amount of sensitivity it's still not that natural. And having this reminder, not all the time, but some of the time, I find makes me like a better dad as well as a better entrepreneur and uh, lets me drink more coffee. So yeah. how would yeah. how would someone who's maybe not as big of a geek as me apply HRV Sense in their daily life or in some performance improvement regimen? Let's say a soccer mom. So what I recommend for... Uh, the, the use models for the general population is to put it on while you're driving, okay? Because that's a place it is. Yeah. Um, 
it's a place where we tend to stress out over things we absolutely have no control over. Okay. And there's, it really does not help to get upset. Um, also for folks who are working on a computer, just put it on and let it run while you're working and see how you're doing. And once again, this is where you can tell where you're in the zone. Um, and that's a really good time to get creative work done and real work done. And if you're just completely in the high stress zone while you're on a work day, that is a really good day to get busy work done. Okay. Do the little chores because you're, you're not in the zone. You're not going to th uh, think straight. Um, then maybe you go drink some bulletproof coffee, have some MCT oil, and then you may get back in the zone again. But really, these are practical use models. So really, while you're working, um, while you're watching TV is another great way to just stick it on and see how you're doing when you're supposedly relaxed. And a lot of people are finding that even while listening to the radio before they go to sleep or relaxing watching TV, that they're in chronic fight or flight mode. And it's really important to know that. One of the really crazy little things there, remember the TV show 24? Yes. It's probably the highest stress TV show ever because there's constantly changing storylines and it's all high pressure. And I always felt like watching the show was fun, but it made me stressed. And then my wife, uh, Dr. Lana, said, oh, that sound they play between each one of those segments is actually the sound of a failing heartbeat. Oh my. Yeah, she, she's a, yeah. a you know Karolinska trained. So she heard that and said, "Wait, yeah. I know that. What is it?" And I forget. She told me what valve was leaking, but it was a very clear like sign of of a distressed heart to make the listeners of the show go like, "Why do I feel that way when I hear that strange drumbeat yeah. sound?" Yeah, you can see that if you're looking at it on HRV Sense, and you can actually tell that some shows are more stressful than others. That's right. That's right. Um, and I know I keep going back to it, but if everything we can do to reduce stress in our lives will lead to greater health, greater mental clarity, because one of the things about the fight or flight is that all you, it really uh, reinforces running. So it shuts down your digestive system because, hey, if you don't survive the saber tooth tiger, you don't need to digest anything and you don't need to think clearly. Okay. You need to run. That's why when we get stressed, you know, we don't think straight. And so not only just for the health benefits, but for the performance benefits in life. Um, and it's this chronic exposure to things that really aren't threatening, like this show. I mean, they're just purposely trying to stress people out with these sounds that we would, we just innately know are, are not good. Yeah. Um, and to really, really use HRV sense to find the things that are causing you to be in stress mode and to change your behavior surrounding those. So now, let's assume you're like most people and a never-ending email inbox causes you stress. Avoiding never-ending email equals never-ending bigger piles of email or you lose your job. Right. So what are we supposed to do with this knowledge if a lot of the things causing stress are our commute, the things we do at work, and other situations that really you're not going to just stop doing? Right, right. Well, personally... Besides HRV sense, with the email, you can basically have times of the day where you're not checking and to do some chilling, okay? Because we are, we're a constantly on society these days and I'm, you know, I, I'm the same. I'm engineering, running a company, got my iPad, got my phone, got, um, but I, I really do not check email constantly, okay? I give myself, uh, sometimes during the day, I keep my phone and my purse on vibrate so that I'm not bothered all the time. But to use HRV since I would certainly pay attention to uh, which emails may be causing your stress level to go up. I measured myself once uh, and it was very clear when my browser didn't load, okay? <laughs> okay, it was, it was a browser that didn't load. And so all of a sudden my face is in the screen, I'm, you know, I'm annoyed because I'm, I'm sensitive to latency. And so just that one piece of knowledge, every time a browser didn't load, I sit back and breathe because it's just not worth um, being stressed out. So similar to people's daily lives at work to really, and that's what I mean, set it down and just go to work and you don't stare at it. You know, you're not sitting here like this, you're actually working and HRV sense will alert you when you hit a certain stress level. Okay, so you can be sitting there working away and then it will go off and you're like, okay, what am I doing? 
And we call this generative feedback. Generative feedback is like driving a hybrid car where you make a few small changes and say how you accelerate and it causes large changes in your gas mileage. All right. So what, what you do with HRV sense is learn one small behavior change and then that will be applied across various situations. So if for me, browser, uh, not loading when I think it should happens all the time, but this one behavior change is now applied uh, throughout my life because it's a, something that comes up. Um, if traffic bothers you, if a certain, here's my favorite one, you, you commute to work and on the same exit um, every day, traffic backs up and you get into your same little routine fit over it, okay? Um, after years of that, you basically are adding huge amounts of cortisol to your body and what you can do is learn when that track when that uh, exit starts coming up put the radio on or turn it off or do whatever it is to chill okay and so um, these are things people can do throughout their their busy days and the hectic lives that we all live i've used eeg and hrv and eeg is basically brainwaves to look at what happens to myself when i have email alerts turned on if you want to shorten your life, make sure that your phone and your computer ding and show a little visual alert every time an email comes in. It scrambles your brain and it scrambles your fight or flight response because every email could be a tiger. Right. And it, right. it's a horrible thing to do. So like for anyone listening to this, whether or not you've got heart rate variability monitoring wired in, you owe it to yourself to just turn off as many alerts as you can. You don't need someone to tell you every time something happened on Facebook, turn it off. You can log into Facebook like an adult. That's that's me. Okay, so that is how I manage it. I do yeah. some, it's my psychology, sort of my holistic psychology side is I spent three years learning about self-care and self-awareness, which really led to the founding of Sweetwater Health because we're, we don't, because our brains are basically big pattern matchers and so you don't notice what's familiar, even if it's not good for you, okay? Or it's comfortable, even if you do know it's not good for you. And so becoming self-aware and personal self-care will actually get you further in, in this hectic world that we live in. So I don't have my Facebook alerts on. If I want to go check, I, I go and log on and I look. Whereas all my friends have their, their email clicking on them and then they've got their Facebook and their Twitter and it's, and then they've got their email on their desktops and it's, it's insanity. Um, so that is really how I leave my, live my life because I've got all of the above. So it's possible to use all this without going a little crazy. That's right. Really well, taking time off to um, get work done and not be bothered by email. So you mentioned holistic psychology and earlier we talked about quantum physics. Both of those fields when mentioned in any context cause half the people listening to this to probably say total BS. Okay. And ah. now you've made it these together, but you are an electrical engineer who probably understands something about quantum physics and you did actually study psychology. So why would you take the great risk of talking about interactions between psychology and quantum physics? Like, what does that mean? What's the science behind what you're saying? Because there are skeptics listening right now. Okay. Well, I think even most people will go, all right, everything's connected, okay? We've sort of had metaphysical people saying that for, you know, thousands of years, but now quantum physics shows it. There is something called the zero-point field, um, you know, the, the discovery of the Higgs boson particle, this sort of level of physics that now we have experimental evidence to what was theoretical in the past. Um, let me talk about action at a distance and entanglement which has all been proven for, you know, 50, 70 years. Um, uh, it's really uh, validating uh, the mind-body connection and the basically the similarity. And let me back up a little bit and let's talk about a fractal because HRV uh, and a healthy HRV exhibits fractals. And this is sort of a recurring theme in nature and uh, it would take more than we could do on this podcast, but anyone can email me and I'll send you a, a paper. Really, I've done a paper that goes from the quantum physics, uh, basically the uh, double slit experiment, all the way up through living systems, biological systems, all the way up and ties the thread all the way up into how to build a healthy business organization, okay? Because it really does connect all the way through to our behaviors and so on. 
Okay. So um, a fractal. A broccoli is a great example of a fractal. It's, it's got a, a, a property called self-similarity, and that's a basic principle of a fractal. So if you think of a broccoli, it um, looks like this, and then you pull a piece of the broccoli off, and the piece looks like the whole. And you can pe- uh, keep pulling pieces off, and they look like the whole, and so on. So when you say heartbeats or heart rate variability are fractal, you're saying you can take a subsection of someone's heartbeat, like say a single beat, and find additional information in the different components of that beat that would be reflected in a broader number of beats? So it's, it's the other way around. So if you take, say, a uh, let's say an hour reading. So here's the self-similarity part. If you take an hour reading and you just sort of look at it qualitatively like you do the broccoli, and then you pick any piece and zoom it up, it's going to look qualitatively just like the bigger piece. And then you take a piece of that and zoom it up, Okay it's going to look qualitatively just like each piece, okay? And so a healthy heart rhythm has this um, characteristic, okay? There's something you can run, and this gets into electrical engineering called a wavelet analysis, and that actually gives you a visual of the fractal components. So it gives you a visual of your heart rate fractal, and then you can zoom up on pieces, um, say 100x, and you can see that it looks the same as the other one. And so uh, in this fractal signal is embedded information, okay? So this once again gets into quantum physics where information uh, is embedded in sort of the zero point field, if you will, sort of the fabric of the universe. And um, due to the fractal nature of the universe, which has self-similarity all the way up through levels, um, the heart rate also has information embedded in its fractal nature. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of heavy, man. Yeah, and, and there are some things in there that I uh, either don't understand or I, I'm not sure I got the broccoli to zero point field connection. <laughs> but from there, if someone listening to this it wants to sort of take that down, what are the implications of the connections that you've identified? Like how how are you going to use these to enact change to perform better or to feel better or to be less stressed or something like that? Right. Well, just the zero point field really is the physics of a clarify is um, everything's connected. Okay. We're all made up of, of electrons and protons and all of the physics shows that all electrons and protons and subatomic particles in the universe are connected. And so that's sort of the, and then, Given the fractal nature, we it, it, physics shows that that sort of these properties increase up through from subatomic world all the way up to our bodies and our relationships. Okay, and so this is where looking at heart rate variability ties into that whole uh, concept because now we can actually look at what's going on. We can see how robust our nervous systems are, not only in terms of. Um, of the sympathetic or fight or flight response, but also in terms of how, uh, and this is coming later with, with an HRV sense, really, are we maintaining a high fractal, if you will, nature of our nervous system? And are there certain situations and people that are enabling that, which it, it equates to health, and that are not enabling that, which actually promotes disease and low performance? Is that clear? Okay. So the real strength then is awareness of your stress so you can modify who and what you do. How how does this compare to something like the HeartMath Institute, like the Inner Balance? I know that you know the guys over there. Uh, I'm an advisor to the HeartMath Institute, actually, and good friends with them as well. What's the difference between the monitoring things that HRV Sense does and the, the training side they have. Like, how, how do you, would you explain to someone which yeah, one do you need? Absolutely. I think you need both. I mean, yeah. I'm an avid heart math user myself, and we're all, we're all friends. We're really a complementary product. Heart math is a, a, the inner balance is a coherence training device, and the M Wave and all the, the software that they, they have. So, what that does, it's a biofeedback exercise where you basically get your uh, breathing in sync with your blood pressure and your heart rate and create what's called a a state of coherence, okay? 
And once again, that's more of a biofeedback thing where you actually sit with the HeartMath product quietly and get yourself through biofeedback into a coherent state. Um, their research, they've got a ton of great research that shows that by doing coherence training regularly, it basically lowers your set point for stress. So something that used to stress you out no longer stresses you out. It also increases your health and creates a more robust uh, nervous system. Okay. Whereas HRV sense measures your HRV in real time. Okay. So you can see what, what's going on. And if you are chronically stressed, uh, we, the first thing we recommend to our customers is to go use heart math and to do that uh, on a daily basis in order to lower your overall chronic stress. So they're really complementary yeah. products. I look at it as playing whack-a-mole with stress. So if you want to see the moles pop up, that's what HRV sense is for. So when stress comes up in your nervous system that isn't available, you have that. But if you don't know how to consciously turn off your stress, which is what the inner balance and the heart math stuff teaches you, you don't know what to do. Oh, I'm stressed. I better run away from the things that stress me. Sorry, that's not very bulletproof. Like we right. want to be able to do email without stress. So number one, watch what your stress does when you're doing email, and that's HRV sense. Number two, when you start to freak out without consciously knowing it, then do the thing that the heart math devices teach you to turn it off. So all day long, you have this now conscious balance of your stress, whereas before it was unconscious and unbalanced. That's right. That's right. If you know that a certain meeting stresses you out, um, we recommend to our customers to go do some coherence training. If you can even spare five minutes before a meeting to go in and just do some coherence training, get, get into a chill factor and then go in and, and hopefully be more bulletproof, if you will, during a meeting that in the past has really created a lot of stress and, and disharmony um, for you and the group. One of the more stressful things I've done recently was I was on CNN. And it's stressful because it's live. You don't want to screw up. And you're sitting in a dark studio. In my case, I was in a studio in San Francisco. There's one guy operating all this equipment. And I'm staring at a red light in a dark room. And it doesn't feel like a live interview. Yet, you need to emote. You need to use your words very precisely. And you need to think and, and listen and just be 100% on. So do you think I did heart rate variability, like training exercises, got myself into a high state of coherence before I was on CNN? Of course, no. right? Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had 20 minutes yeah. of extra time, okay. so I sat oh, yeah. there. And, See, that is. And that's a great example. Yeah. And I, I nailed the interview. I didn't stutter. I didn't say um. I didn't pause. I didn't look for words. And I was nimble on my feet to the point that when the reporter said, I think it was Don Lemon said, Hey, well, you know, my, I don't think my doctor would give me pro vigil instead of going, Oh no. I, I just said, did you ask him? So it was very natural and right. it felt good. And I wasn't stressed. My heart rate wasn't elevated. And to be able to be in a high pressure situation like that without the ability to notice the stress and turn it off is really tough. So this combination of things for me has been part of what's made me a successful professional speaker on stage and whatnot. Even in boring Silicon Valley meetings before I left my tech career, I, I'd i sit in meetings where there's someone droning on about quarterly business review, blah, blah, blah. And you don't have to have a device stuck to you in order to do this. Although... With HRV Sense, no one knows you have a chest strap on. So you can right. look at your iPad, some of the things you're doing email, and you're actually like breathing in and out and watching your stress go up and down. It's actually kind of fun in those long meetings. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I don't have the meetings anymore. That was better. Yes, I agree. All right, let's talk about the food sensitivities aspect, which okay. is the free app called Food Sense that everyone can download at no cost. It's also built into HRV Sense, which is a couple of bucks. It's, it's not an expensive app, but it's one that's really impactful. So how does that work? What about uh, food intolerance and, and why would this be something people would correlate with stress? Well, so the reason to, first of all, food sensitivities on their own, as you know, Dave, inflammation, 
inflammation is they've learned that you know high cholesterol by itself isn't necessarily a problem of course you want good cholesterol but it's inflammation combined with that so inflammation is really sort of the bad guy that helps almost as a catalyst would you say to uh enabling a lot of other situations um so people um, are eating a lot of foods these days that have a low level uh, sensitivity to and not an allergic reaction which people usually know if they're allergic to nuts or, or have a lactose intolerance but it's a low level activity and so what food sense does is allow people to detect food sensitivities that could be creating uh, low level inflammation and chronic low level inflammation that makes them tired and makes them bloated and uh, you know groggy and all that kind of stuff and so food sense uses uh, it's what's called uh, the Dr. Coca pulse test. And it's based on the premise that if you eat something you're sensitive to, your heart rate will increase above your morning baseline more than 16 beats per minute. And that can increase anywhere up to an hour and a half after you eat. So you do need to measure your pulse um, at 30 minute inter intervals for, for an hour and a half. And so the app just takes care of all of that for you. It's a little bit easier to go out and drop $400 on an IgE, IgE food allergy panel for people who are listening. And I recommend that when I'm working with my executive clients. But for a lot of people, it's a ton of money. And it's still not as useful as getting the data directly from your heart rate. Because if you go to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress says, oh, there's no whatever in the food, whatever you're sensitive to that you've identified. Well, actually, sometimes there is. And sometimes you don't know what that ingredient is. So by having the app right here and noticing when I eat at that restaurant and I order that dish, I always have this elevation. There's something in there, like there's hidden right. kryptonite in the food. And I don't know what it is, but I'm going to order something different next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, as you know, the stress, cortisol combined with inflammation, you know, our bodies are these big feedback systems and everything's interconnected. And um, one feeds off the, the other. Cortisol causes inflammation, which then, you know, causes increase in cortisol. Um, if you cut yourself, you know, to heal your wound, your body's doing things, it becomes inflamed. Um, and to cause uh, artificial inflammation just creates this cascade of, of nasty stuff going on inside. And so really maintaining stress and identifying foods that are causing uh, uh, some sort of sensitivity and, and thus low-level inflammation is really important for, uh, for peak performance and feeling good. I certainly feel like it's a core part of, of my performance thing. It's funny too, because some of the execs that I work with are entirely unaware of their stress. And before we had the HRV Sense app available, I would tell people, hey, use the coherence trainer and just the coherence trainer from HeartMath and sort of do your best and just see how hard it is for you to do it because a training app doesn't give you the monitoring thing. And one of the guys who was a hedge fund trader, it was great. He finally learned how to keep himself in, in the green zone on the trainer when he was actively training himself. So he got himself into a real high state of coherence, sat down at his desk, and as soon as the market open bell rang, it went red and he completely lost his ability to go into a state of high coherence, which is the relaxed and alert mode that you want to be in. Right. So it took him quite a while to learn how to uh, turn that on and how to be in a state of non-panic when the markets were open and he was trading mm -hmm. however many millions of dollars he traded. Mm -hmm. The ability to actually have a chest strap and to just do a week review and say, this whole week I've been wearing a chest strap, I've been getting the data, and now I know this is the shape of my daily stress curve and to correlate it with your Google calendar or your Outlook calendar or whatever else. So you can draw that map. It's actually priceless. Because yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, you'll learn how helpless you are in response to stress because it's not you. You don't think, oh, there's something. I should be stressful about that. It happens on a sub-second basis and it's all happening in your chest, in your heart, in your nervous system. It's not happening in your consciousness. Right, and that's exactly why we started Sweetwater Health and came up with these products like HRV Sense. Is because you nailed it. 
to create self-awareness because without that self-awareness, you, you, you won't do anything about it because you don't know about it. Okay. And so with this knowledge, you can go, you know what, every day when, like, like we talked about X, Y, Z happens. And so you can make some plans to do something about it, either regular coherence training daily. Um, in a few months, you should see your, uh, using HRV sense, you should see the same things that were stressing you out a few months earlier, not causing such a stress level. Yeah. You should see your nervous system robustness increasing. Um, and even after a stressful event, you should see your recovery increase as well. That's a big one. The idea that you can experience stress and then bounce back quickly. That's right. That's the core of resiliency. Yes. And that's yes. a huge part of being bulletproof. Yes. Yes. Uh, denying stress, which was my strategy when I was younger, like there's no reason that should be stressful. Therefore, it's not stressful. You will fail if that's the way you yes. think the world works. If you that's think right. that stress is a rational response, it's totally not. That's right. That's right. You can you know, even respond and recover. Yes. That's sort of the words we respond to stress and not react. So there's respond versus react. So we learn to respond and recover instead of react, which is what, what um, it's more of a, uh, an instinctual or um, reflex response that we, we create. So you can consciously respond or reflexively yes, react. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, there's a question. When we posted the FoodSense app for free to help a lot of people with this kind of hidden food allergy problem, I got pounded on mercilessly because there wasn't an Android version available. So what's ah. the deal with the Android version of HRV Sense? And I mean, I know the answer because we're working together, but let's right, talk about right. that. It's under development now, um, so it's a matter of, as engineering projects go, uh, getting it working, fixing the bugs, testing it, and then getting out a quality product for everyone. So we're looking at, I'm going to hide behind Q1 of 2014, <laughs> January, but I'm going to say Q1, because a whole, you never know what kind of bugs you're going to find. A whole wave of people commuting right now just started like clapping, cheering, honking, I'm sure, based on the fact that people were really upset there wasn't an Android version. So yeah. it's coming. When it I coming. It's, it's actively under development. So When I publish the Bulletproof Diet book, oh, by the way, people can sign up for the infographic at bulletproofdietbook.com. And I really appreciate it if people make that decision right now just so I can show the publishers, hey, people care about the book. But we're going to include how do you use FoodSense in the book so people can understand it's not enough to just say, oh, I'm eating the Bulletproof Diet. Oh, but I'm allergic to eggs and I don't know it. I wonder why it doesn't exactly. work, right? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. What about other data, maybe stuff that's not in these two apps. You guys have looked at heart rate data. You've done really complex ma mathematical analysis of it. What else do you think might be buried in the data that comes off of our hearts that doctors and hospitals aren't looking at today? Oh, goodness. Get, get me going. <laughs> um, some of the low-hanging fruit I think I briefly mentioned before is early detection of heart disease. The first thing to start having a perturbation, if you will, is the nervous system. So you can detect certain parameters of HRV starting to decrease before you have any shortness of breath or any fatigue or any some of the other symptoms associated with heart disease, you'll see HRV starting to drop. And there's certain well-researched parameters that we can um, put a check engine light, if you will. Some of the other ones also are uh, diabetic neuropathy for anyone with type one or type two diabetes. They can test themselves regularly to make sure that they're not developing neuropathy. Just to be, uh, just to be really sure, all of these are future non-HRV sense. Like we're talking yes. stress only in the we existing are. apps. We're talking the future of things. So if you're listening to this from some regulatory body, this is a discussion of the future, not of our applications. All right, keep That's going. Right. <laughs> That's right. What, this is a discussion of what, what our plans are to do with HRV. And the, the really it's really the totally cool part about HRV. Um, we're also looking at being able to, for folks who have anxiety, and some people actually suffer panic attacks, being able to... Uh, see what their nervous system does, learn what that looks like before the panic attack actually hits and alert them. Also folks who have a tendency towards depressive episodes, 
um, to alert them that a major depressive episode is coming on. So, so you're okay, working these on... These are really important um, because folks that have anxiety or depression or have these conditions, they want to know because they don't want to go there, okay? Um, also, uh, we've had uh, preliminary discussions with Parkinson's Institute, for example. They believe they can detect Parkinson's uh, five to ten years before symptoms show up using heart rate variability. Wow. Um, and the list just goes on and on and on because, once again, that was that physics geeky conversation we had. There's information encoded in the heart rate signal because of its sort of fractal nature and how it, it really is a self-similar to how information is encoded, let's say, in your cell phone signal. That's a great example people can understand. I should have thought of that before. It's things you can't see, but there's information secretly encoded in this electromagnetic signal. And those are the same principles that information is encoded in the heart rate variability signal. That's one of the things that impressed me most about Sweetwater. Uh, before we started working together on the apps, is I saw a presentation a few years ago, and you were talking about, frankly, really far-reaching amounts of information that you could get by looking at advanced mathematical relationships around heartbeats. I've always intuitively believed that there's a lot more data that comes off of our skin and our nervous system and our brains than most science has ever looked at simply because we couldn't measure, store it, collect it, or correlate it. Now that we have the cloud, we have mobile devices, and we have dirt cheap sensors, all of a sudden, this has never been done in all of human history because we just couldn't get the data. So right. you guys are doing unusual math on the data. And I think you're onto something there. In the meantime, give me a free app that can help people detect whether or not their food is making them weak or stressing them out and they should choose different foods. That actually can help a lot of people and it saves them $400 in food allergy testing, uh, which is a good deal. And if you don't know what it is, go in and get the lab test. It's not a replacement for lab test. It just tells you if you ought to get the test. No, that's right. And I just want to point out, because we're talking about HRV, um, for, for the folks who use FoodSense with a chest strap, mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing is collecting data um, and we'll be able to look at the heart rate variability and the patterns of the heartbeat associated with a food sensitivity. That is something that's really never been uh, collected before at this point. So if you use the camera sensor or the manual um, and you and just put it in manually like that, every 30 minutes. Um, we won't collect that data, but if you do use the chest strap, which is my preferred way, by yeah. the way, because you just press the button and go. You don't have to get the alert and do your pulse again. It just does automatically. We're, we're really excited to look at heart rate variability and the patterns in the heartbeat associated with the food sensitivity. There's two other things that I'm really intrigued by. One is tying those to GPS coordinates because I'm certain that there are places where people always have lower heart rate variability. They're stressful places for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure Walmart's one of them. Now, also, there are restaurants, some of which are going to depress your heart rate variability more than others. And if I had to vote for the restaurant with the least healthy things on the menu, it would be either Denny's or, or Chili's. Both of them, when I sit down, even if I order the water, I know it's like chlorinated tap water, unfiltered. There's nothing I want to eat on the menu and, and I'll just fast. Right. So I would bet that if we took the heart rate variability of the average diner of the average meal across 100,000 people for a year who eats there, that it would be lower while they're in the restaurant and after they're in the restaurant than it is the rest of the time. So no, that's right. That's right. This has never yeah. been done and we're going to be able to do that. This, that is what's so exciting. I mean, so the work that we're doing is based on Harvard and MIT work. I, I came from some real hard research that's been going on for a long time, but the, the data was never available for these folks. Researchers tend to put it in their drawer and, and hide it for themselves. And so now with the cloud, um, it's awesome. And providing, and this gets into sort of the a next level of, of what uh, what we want to do and um help your folks be become more bulletproof is to figure out what you're doing, where you're going, what you're eating, who you're interacting with, what kind of exercise, everything you're doing that helps you be more robust and more resilient. Um, and rather than try to change your behavior up front, we want to measure your behavior as you're behaving today and then show you what that's doing. 
Yeah. Because behavior change in itself, um, you know, dieting is a great example. They don't work. They're, they're asking you to change behavior um, rather than seeing what you're already doing and then telling you when you do this that you're already doing, you have good results. And when you do this that you're already doing, you have not so good results. And so just remove that and add more of what you're already doing to have good results. Those are exciting. Those are big things that are going to happen. What I want to do is I want to remove things that made other people weak. So I don't have to <laughs> see if it makes me weak. That's where we really start to win. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's a question that I've asked every guest on the show at the end of the show. And the question there is, what are the top three recommendations you have for people who want to perform better? This isn't just about HRV or anything else, but based on your entire life wisdom, top three recommendations for people. You know what? This is my life wisdom, okay? Um, eat healthy food, okay? The processed foods, stay away from it. That's all I can say. It's so bad. Um, get some sort of a, um, some sort of activity. And I'm not a big hardcore athlete, but I do yoga and I walk. Um, so some sort of activity and surround yourself with loving, good people. Um, and do, and I'll add a fourth, do a job you really love <laughs> and find a way to do it. So eat, move, love people and love what you do. That isn't people. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. awesome recommendations. That's right. Rhonda, Thanks for the work you're doing on HRV Sense and on Food Sense and on decoding all the cool info that's hidden in the human heartbeat. And thanks for being on the show. Oh, God, you are so welcome. And we just love working with you guys. Um, I'm becoming more bulletproof every day. Oh, we I didn't have. even talk about coffee about and heart rate variability. I know, I know. It's awesome. I'm really, really learning a lot. So really appreciate it. We will have you back on again in six months or so, and we'll talk about the new things that yes, we get to learn. Yes, really. That's, that starts getting juicy. Awesome. <laughs> okay. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.